I think that we take for granted in this country the ability to be able to connect with community. And uh, often when we talk about law enforcement, it's uh, law enforcement. It's about dealing with crime. But I've been around long enough to know that if you can establish a service where there is a connection, where you know the police officer, the police officer is a member of your neighborhood, a member of your community, and you can have that ongoing dialogue, that's just a good investment in crime prevention. Unfortunately, when we talk about our major urban centers, it's you're a slave to the queue, meaning that you're always answering calls. Take a smaller community. Take a community, um, a First Nation community, where we are slowly starting to learn what works. I think many of our guests, and certainly our next guest, knows what works. And it's a matter of just getting it done and getting everybody at the table. A major step was taken towards getting a self-administered police service for the Siska First Nation, where the chief is Ore Crowfoot, who joins us this Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning. Chief, great to talk to you. McGwetch, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about the First Nation that you, your chief. Uh, well, I'm the chief of Sixiga Nation. Sixiga is part of the Blackfeet Confederacy. So there's four nations that, um, individual tribes that make up the Blackfeet Confederacy. And that's Sixiga, the Blood Tribe, Gaina, uh, Pigani, and then down in Browning, Montana, is uh, Amscopi Pigani, or sometimes referred to as the Blackfeet. So, um, and we're, we're located in, in, in southern Alberta and, and again, Montana as the Confederacy. And Sixiga is located about 40, uh, 45 minutes east of um, Calgary, uh, um, Calgary, Alberta. So, um, uh, we're, we're land base wise, we're the second largest reserve in Canada. And uh, population wise, we're, uh, the nation's about 8,000, and about of the 8,000, approximately 4,500 to 5,000 live on the reserve. How important is it to have your own police service? It's critical. Um, you know, when you're, when you're talking about uh, rural communities, uh, First Nations, uh, especially with a land base the size of Sixiga, um, you need you need people that know the area. You know, when you start talking about response times, um, you know, if somebody's in a life threatening situation, and 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 we've had we've had calls where the police or the ambulance couldn't find um, a, 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 a resident or or the person was at, and a lot of times it's because the the detachment near us isn't familiar with. A lot of them are new recruits coming in. Uh, they train up in English, and then they you know, usually get transferred out after that. But, um, but in, in, and you're also talking about when you want to talk about costs. My background is finance. You know, right now, um, and again, we have a decent relationship with the RCMP. I don't want to make it sound like I'm running down our local detachment, but it's, there's a huge difference in having your own force 
and having one that rely on a, a, a municipality across the tracks. And, um, and, and the, the calls from a financial perspective is more preventative. You know, if you have, um, you know, if you know that there's police in your area and if police are, are seen on uh, that presence is around, you're more likely, it's more of a deterrent. But if you don't have any deterrent at all on a First Nation, you know, that's why you have high rates of crime, high rates of uh, uh, sexual traffic, uh, female trafficking, uh, drug trafficking, uh, missing and murder numbers, all those negative statistics. A lot of times they're related to, you know, the lack of a presence of a police uh, active on a reserve uh, versus, you know, just getting a call and coming out whenever they get a call. So, so there's, a, there's a real cost and then there's a human cost, and both of them are extremely high. Yeah, and it's making those relationships, and often if you're a detachment from the outside, you're not making those connections and those relationships, and that's that's basic to policing, isn't it? It is. It is, and we have a lot of municipal roads that actually run through the reserve, and um, and you know we're having to. We we did have our own force at one point, and um, you know there was a lot of different things. One of them was budgeting and. And, 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 and whatever, I'm not sure exactly, but nonetheless, it was defunded and it was, it's, it's been removed from, from the nation. That was 20 years ago. And, um, and so we have had our force before. There's three forces on First Nations in Alberta now. Sixty Guy um, and Sutina are real close to us, and they both have uh, a force on, on the reserve. And we were one, ones that had a force as well. And there, there was a big difference because a lot of our people that were uh, at that force at that time were from the community. So, you know, again, you're, when you're talking about uh, a domestic violence situation, and we had one recently. We had a, a young lady that, um, you know, she was in, in the midst of a domestic violence situation, and, you know, she called the ambulance, she called the police, and because they didn't, wasn't aware of the uh, location, by the time they got there, it was too late. You know, she didn't make it. And, um, again, when we're talking about critical response times, you know, on a remote First Nation, it might be two, three hours before that person to that RCMP gets out there. And so we're trying to cut down those critical uh, those critical response times. Um, and also, you know, have that presence in the community, have that education in the community. You know, we start creating other programs as well as the police and, and that the police can help out with, such as neighborhood watches and, and, and those kind of other, other things that help uh, make the community safer in general. So is this happening? What are the next steps in this process? Well, we realize it's not a, um, it's not a flip of the switch. You know, it's, it's, it is a process. And so, you know, four years ago, we didn't even have really a security to speak of on the reserve. And, um, and, and, and we've actually, um, because that's one of the things I don't think even to this day, the, um, the federal funding for, uh, first nations, it's not considered an essential service. Security is not considered essential service. So, so it's not funded. And so, but, but at the same time, we saw it was so essential that we're funding it, our, our current security out of our own dollars. So we beefed up our security. We've also, um, started sending some of our security officers, peace officer training so now if you go to six you will see two or three uh peace officers right in and and they they have been trained through the um 
they were trained at uh, Lethbridge, the Lethbridge Police Department, and uh, and and both in that process, and and now they're full fledged peace officers. So so you know we have we have beefed up our security, we have peace officers, and so we're we're, we're starting that process now. You know, and so you know, I do I feel strongly we will have our our police back within the next uh, short time here. But at the same time, we can't wait for the government to say, okay, yes, now the province is on board, now the federal is on board, and, and we're going to reinstate the police department. We need to make sure our community is safe now. And so that's a, those are the steps that we have been doing, um, you know, again, building up, building up our, our current security as well as putting uh, peace officers through that program. That, uh, and those peace officers, can, um, they can give out tickets and, 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 and monitor the roads and do certain things. Uh, not quite the same powers as the police, but you know they still have good response times, and um, and 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 they make they have a presence. There's a presence in the community now that wasn't there a few years back, and that's huge. How are residents feeling? Well, we one of the key one of the basic human needs that you mentioned when you as an introduction that we most people take for granted. Is that ability to have that safety, to feel safe and secure in your own home? And you know, you know, we we live in the towns we live in, the communities we live in. You know, if something happens, we know we can call that local police. Well, we don't have that same luxury on, on at six years. And so, knowing that that's that that is coming back, it's 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 kind of bringing some order. Uh, uh, in in this area, and um, and a lot of the a lot of the what recently made the news with Sixty Guy is one of the big land claims that we settled. That was one point three billion dollars, and out of that one point three billion dollars, we we announced a large distribution over the last year. So twenty thousand dollars was distributed per person on um, on on July fourth. Another ten thousand is going to be distributed per person on um, around December, early December, and then the other ten thousand is going to be distributed around July of next year. So within one calendar year, if you multiply forty thousand per person, that's three hundred and that's over three hundred million dollars of that money is going back into the Alberta economy. So you know where where when I. I made one of the quotes before saying that we're funding this. And, and what I'm saying that indirectly is, you know, we're doing a, a huge injection into the Southern Alberta economy. I can't name any other First Nation or any other even municipality that's doing an injection um, that's going to boost the economy uh, like, 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 um, like this, this, this $300 million injection that 60 guys doing over the next year. So there's a lot of, you know, again, and, and there's a lot of relationships that we're working with with Alberta and, and, and our surrounding communities to build these mutual beneficial relationships. And it, it, it's got to stop with the us versus them. At the end of the day, we're all in, all in this, we're all Alberta, and uh, we're all trying to contribute to help make the economy a better economy, help make the, the province a better province. And, and, and it's, it's, it, it's, it's just so mind-boggling to me that in, in 2022, you still have some communities, the First Nation communities, 
that still have not safe drinking water, that still don't have policing services, that most of their roads are still dirt roads. And, um, and, and again, you know, th- those are the kind of things we're trying to work on. And, and, the, and again, that, that need to have safety, the basic human need of, of feeling safe is, um, is something that we need to bring back to our people. We need our people to feel safe and secure in our neighborhood, as well as, you know, um, outside um, people from uh, surrounding communities, Calgary and whatnot, if they know, hey, there's not a police force that's six guy. Well, you know, for people that are doing illegal activities, well, where are you going to do them at? You're going to do them where you got least resistance. And, you know, Absolutely. so th- since we've had this large distribution, it's the first initial distribution, we've had two big incidents where the RCMP were involved. And both of those were non-nation members coming onto the nation and, um, and, and, and causing some kind of issue. And so because, again, it's, if, if, again criminals are smart people, too. So they, they're going to go to the, the path of least resistance. And, 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 and we cannot be seen and we cannot be uh, known as like a sitting duck. You know, we need to have security so when people come on, when people trespass onto the nation, uh, you know, they know that it's not it's it's not easy pickings, you know, that, that we're going to have a force out there and, and, and a legitimate force. And, uh, and, you know, just look at Sutina. I mean, their force has um, has changed the, the, the standard of living for the people of Sutina. And, um, and and if you again look it down in the blood tribe and those have those have been two uh, First Nations that have had um an outstanding track record, and uh, and again with the data, you can see that uh, how the how it's impacted, how that police force has impacted um, their life. Real quick, one chief, of the we're going to have to leave it there. It's right. a long time coming. Congratulations on this, and I look forward to further conversations with with you. Thank you again for joining us this evening. Oh, thank you, thank you, Chief Ore Crowfoot. Siksika First Nation joining us here.